Uh, she's got um, she's got a, the appointment with the specialist on her foot for like Wednesday uh, to to find out whether like she's got more that has to be done or or whether it's just you know take it easy for a little while. But uh, you know she's she's trying to go around doorbelling anyway. So I've been I've been helping with that. But anyway, that that was my so, update on that. So, so what, during the doorbelling, what are you doing? Are you the guy carrying the the brochures? Is that your yeah, job. I, I carry the brochures and for when, when they're houses that have like steps, I run up and ring the doorbell and then run back down so that she's still like you're, standing you're, there. You're, you're, there you go. You're doing a great job. Then. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I hold the stuff. Yeah, exactly. I stick the stuff in you the just, door. Just stay over there. Don't say anything. Just shut the hell up. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> That's you're my doing job. Fantastic. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, okay. So I figure... Uh, we, we talk about, um, uh, the, the, two main things are the surprise January 6th hearing and, and, and the aftermath of Roe versus Wade. Um, I, I talked about that a little bit last week, but there's plenty that's been going on since then. And you get to weigh in too. So I I figure that's the two big things. Oh, I, I actually, well, I think, I don't know. How much are you weighing? How uh, how much do I weigh? Well, because I'm weighing in. I'm wondering oh, who's weighing in more, or, yeah. or, or you or me. I don't know. How much are you weighing? I'm just about 200 pounds. Oh no, so I'm I'm definitely bringing the weight then, because plus I'm or minus depending on you know what I just ate. Well, I got I got 25 pounds on you, so okay, all right. So yeah, so I'm I'm definitely bringing more weight. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. Um, mm-hmm. are we ready? Shall we go? Mm-hmm. Shall we go? Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, July 2nd. 2022. It's just after two UTC as we're starting to record. I am Sam Minter, and it was touch and go for a little bit, but we have Yvonne Bo with us again. Hello, Yvonne. Hello. So, um, uh, you know, just real quick, our agenda, we'll do a but first, and then there are only two real things. I mean, there's more going on, of course, but like the two big obvious topics for this week are um, the surprise January 6th hearing that happened this last week and the various things that came out of that. And of course, the continued aftermath of the Dobbs decision overturning Roe versus Wade, and maybe a little bit about other things that SCOTUS was doing, but uh, that that's the big one. Um, and so that's roughly our agenda. Um, so first things first, for the but first, last week, Yvonne, I mentioned that you are out uh, because your dad had a fall. How's he doing? Uh, well, he's back home today. Um, uh, it, it, it was, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it took a lot longer than I guess I expected when I first heard what happened, uh, because there were several complications, I guess. Uh, he, he got an infection of some sort. Okay. So, uh, I mean, he, he, his blood pressure uh all of a sudden was all over the place as well uh he does take blood pressure medication 
But uh, I mean, it's just one of these things where uh, we're trying to we're really trying to dig and figure out how to get uh, to the bottom of what the hell happened. So so I didn't give him any any details last yeah, week. I'll, and I'll go and I'll, I'll go into that. Uh, OK, so, so uh, he, he fell, but you don't know why. Well, we have well, we know more. Okay, okay, so, okay, so at first we had no idea. Okay, and the thing is that my my mom, so there, are, you know, his master bedroom, there is a small aisle that then has a door towards the bathroom, and so he was. Mom found him. Mom heard a loud thud and found him laying on his back, um, in that with his legs partly in the hallway, and then he was extending out. His head was out. Somewhere near to the bed. Um, And so, and he was bleeding profusely. And he was, wow. you know, you could see a, a big head. So she uh, was a little bit freaked out, and she thought it took her long. But look, she called 911, and I mean... Quite a lot of people descended on there, saw how he was, and they loaded up an ambulance and took him to the nearest trauma center uh, that had a available uh, intake at the time. And so they took him, they stabilized, you know, they stabilized him. They took him there and they had him and they got him to the ICU. It happened on a Thursday night. Okay. And, um, so I didn't find out about it until Friday morning. My mom was like, look, uh, it, it was like at midnight. What, it, she got to the hospital at one, two in the morning. She was like, look, I'll, I'll tell him in the morning what the hell is going on. Because mm-hmm. they didn't think she was, was going to die or anything, whatever. There's no point. There's no talking to him. He was sedated. So it's not like, we're, we're, you know, I'm going to see him. Plus, they wouldn't let us in. They, they, the restrictions to get in, in and out to visit were a little bit uh, tricky. Okay. Um, they still have a lot of protocols. Okay, yeah, that. I was gonna say still COVID protocols. Protocol, yes, yes, yes. Still absolutely. COVID protocols plus ICU is plus usually ICU pretty protocol. restrictive anyway. And they have some more additional restrictions in the ICU. Exactly. So, um, you know, so I get there on Friday afternoon, and so we have his phone. Now, one of the things about my father is that. I guess my father's not really trying to keep a lot of secrets because I guess we all know his passwords. All of them. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was like, we have his phone. It's like, how do you unlock it? We all know how to hell unlock the stupid phone, whatever. So we got it. And uh, I remember that dad had some security cameras that he had put in the house. Okay. So I'd asked him to put the cameras because several years back, we were both on a trip. Well, yeah, I didn't ask him to put him in. We got into a discussion because we we're both on two separate trips. Mm-hmm. And the alarm went off at the house and nobody was there to go check what the hell's going on. We found out it was a faulty sensor. Okay. okay. In the alarm okay. system. Um, but then dad went and, you know, said, went and bought this little cameras from some brand I'd never heard of. Okay. Of course. And put them, yeah. put them in the, put, put them in the house. So there's like about five of them around the place. One is in the master bedroom. So we went back to the recording of what happened the night before. Okay. And so you could see clearly that he was sitting down in the bed watching TV sometime around 11 o'clock. Okay. And he, he gets up, he grabs a drink from, you know, he's got a little table beside the bed, grabbed a little drink 
And he got up, what it seemed to go to the bathroom. And then all of a sudden, you just see him fall backwards, okay, on the floor. Um, now, mom was like, well, he, he, he got that impact when he fell on the floor. But I could see when he fell down that his head didn't really hit the floor very hard at all, at that, if at all, mm. when he fell backwards, okay? Uh, so in the hallway, there is a door that was open. Uh, and I went and I looked and I'm like, so somehow, whatever the impact was from him falling forwards and hitting the, the edge of the door. So wait, he fell forward, hit something, then sort of bounced back Stump- and then fell stumbled, back? stumbled and then fell backwards. Okay. Okay. Um, he fractured, he fractured his skull. Okay. He fractured his orbital bone. He fractured bones around his ear. Uh, He was bleeding out of the ear. He Uh, couldn't really hear out of the left ear. Okay. Um, It was, it was a really hard hit. He was bleeding in the brain. Um, And so we're like, what the fuck happened? I mean, did he, you know, I was thinking at first I was wondering, did he, you know, did he trip in the bathroom? You know, but he tripped in the hallway. And he definitely hit, you know, the only thing that he could have hit is that door edge. So he comes to, and he's like, he's look, he's incoherent. It's, it's like just whatever we can't make out it, it finally, like in the second thing, we start to ask some more questions. So he, he does start saying some things with East. He, he got, he got co- more coherent as time went on as the impact of a concussion wore down. Okay. And the bleeding in his brain was under control, et cetera, and so forth. Um, it, it wasn't too much. So, it, it, so that's, you know, that, that's why, you know, he's now back at home. But the one thing is that I'm like, so what the fuck happened? How did you, what did you trip on your, I mean, it's just trip. And so he kind of blurted out that he hadn't told us that apparently he'd been having some blackouts. Okay. Now he had been having some blackouts because about a year and a half ago he had um, he had a big, he fell off a ladder trying to fix something in the house. I, I remember that. That's I remember right. you talking okay, about Which this. is the f- stupidest thing on earth. A man that pays everybody to go do shit winds up deciding to fix something himself and gets on a ladder and almost killed himself. Okay. And he had a really hard hit on the head. And so I'm thinking, okay, it must be some residual effects from that. Now, but but the one thing is that my brother, my brother from Texas, who is a pharmacist, came in, flew in. And then we were looking at the list of all the fucking things that my father is taking right now. Supplements and shit. And we're like, listen, he is taking so many fucking different things, or was, that my brother is like, Jesus, it could be any of this shit, Okay. Well, one right, of the things right. that he's t- taken, by the way, which I didn't realize it existed, are these Viagra pills that are 100 milligram Viagra pills. They look like, I swear to God, they're so big. I've never seen anything that big in my life. So I don't understand <laughs> okay. what the fuck. I- I'm like, Jesus, for real? Okay, that big? Anyway, and so amongst all the things that he's taken, and, and, and by the way, from China, okay, I, I don't know. And, and so we're like, what the hell is all of this shit? Anyway. So, uh, but he's taking so many medications, okay? Um, and the thing is, but a lot of it, 
well, there was medications for blood pressure. There was medications for his cholesterol. Uh, but then there was a whole bunch of others that just didn't make any sense. And then there was all these supplements. And my brother went through everything. Basically, my brother went and threw them all in the trash. Okay, just literally yeah. all the fucking supplements. It's just, just like you don't need to be taking these, and they're probably not. They may right. even be harmful in some sort of combination with other exactly. things. Or blah, so he blah, threw blah, them blah. all in the trash. Okay, because you never know what that shit really is. You don't know what the hell it's got. Okay, Mo- most of it's unregulated so of crap. And it was so many of them. Yeah, Damn. it was just, just, just ridiculous. I mean, my brother went. <clears throat> he pulled out from his pillbox how many things he was taking in one day. I think it was north of. 10 pills in one sitting. So uh-huh. anyway, uh, yeah. so, so we got, my brother went, just cleaned it up, just filled up a big bag and we threw, threw away all that shit. Um, during the week, he, he started to improve, um, you know, and he was able to, to talk more. Okay. Um, and you know, we've been able, he, his memory at first, he was thinking the year was 2060. And then at some point he answered to somebody that the year was 1937. Nice, um, nice. Uh, it, it, but but you know he knew who all of us were. He asked questions. Uh, today, the, I, I, today, yes, you know, I, I will say he was uh, largely pretty cool. He was pretty much all there today. Okay. Um, yeah. And so they 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 send him home. His his infection was under control. They got his blood pressure under control. He just gave a new regimen of, uh, of medication, much more limited. Uh, the thing is the pain, and I noticed that what really makes him more right now get a little bit out of sync in terms of communication. It's just the pain is it's still a lot of pain. And it's just presumably he's on a bunch of pain meds for that, too, right. that make you a yeah. bit wonky. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, he is more coherent if he's on the pain meds. Okay. Because the pain is so intense that when he's not on them and we had we, it taken us some time from when they released him from the hospital, we got him home, which one of the things that we were pissed off about the hospital released him today was that, uh, okay, great. You're going to get home therapy services from these people. Well, guess what? It's Friday afternoon, 4th of July weekend. When the hell do you think we're going to be able to get somebody to really go, come home and start the physical therapy? They should have, you know, they should have given us that information yesterday. Yeah. 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 And that, that was like one thing that really pissed us off. I'm like, you know, this is, you know, so, so, so right now that when he is taking the medications, he is definitely more able to communicate. It's just that when the pain really hits him, it's just, all he could do is just writhe in pain and just groan. Mm. Um, uh, then to add to the fact, so dad, so, so finally for the first time in a week, he wanted to watch some TV. Okay. Right. Um, I, I did not go and, uh, block Fox. <laughs> I, had I suggested did, this. <laughs> I, 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 I did, I, I did go and turn off all his Fox news and other, bright bar, whatever notific news notifications mm-hmm. i did turn all those off on his phone though nice so it'll it will take him a while to figure that out i left him some like the, the mainstream and some of the stuff or whatever but all of those i turned off so it will take him quite a while to figure that out i'm sure uh nice 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 <laughs> so uh but 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 the thing is one of the reasons i didn't do that to the tv is because today he said let me turn on the tv 
All right. So I go turn on the TV and there is this error message from DirecTV. And okay. the error message doesn't make any sense. It says, okay, um, you have zero, you have, you have, you have zero receivers available to activate. And you have two to activate. Please delete those from the list. Uh, I'm okay. like, what? Um, so I deleted them and then it said, well, you don't have any available. I'm like, um, what? What does this mean? So I go to the, so, so he has this thing from DirecTV, which is called Genie, which is this like, it, it's this like this, it's a central receiver with other receivers where it's just a main DVR with some other stuff or whatever. It's okay. Okay. Out. I don't think it's cloud. I'm pretty sure it's not. It's not cloud. No. And so, um, so I go to the main receiver and I can't watch any channels and I'm like, okay, well, let me go log into the DirecTV account. Now that DirecTV account, because that house has been mine for, for, for years and I, I'm the one that created the account. It's my name. So I can log into that one. No problem. Um, but he, he's, 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 I've made him pay for it because, you know, Jesus, he can't be such a freeloader anyway. So I go in. I mean, I go in and I, I I log into the DirecTV account and I see this weird messages, basically like service cancellation. All the service, almost all the receivers are canceled. You only have like one available. Your program package has been like like down deleted to almost nothing. I'm like, did, what did like a credit that? card expire or something like no, that? He no, never no, I checked. It. That's one thing I checked first. I checked all anything financial. He doesn't have many financial responsibilities because I, 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 I take care of the house and all of that. It, it, so it's usually like I checked at anything that he's paying, which is like a card, a car insurance, a phone, a cable bill, a water bill, that, that kind of stuff. And I checked to make sure that all of those are paid. And I look, well, everything is, paid there's nothing nothing canceled and so you know i checked all the bills there aren't that many and i checked that everything's up you know i wanted to make sure he's been in the hospital for like 10 plus days i want to make sure nothing was not being paid okay all right uh-huh. double check make sure you know all of a sudden the water doesn't get shut off or something you know um so uh i, I checked everything was fine i checked all the bills are paid everything was fine and and so um i don't know i call customer service and i spent an hour and a half on the phone the uh, first thing I saw, I, I go, okay, look, I looked in the account. It says that as of, as of June 30th, you guys um, deactivated, uh, let's see, three out of the four receivers, uh, uh, two out of the four receivers, mm-hmm. and then downgraded my package to basically, I don't even sure what channels I have because I can't see any cha- channels enabled. I switched to any channel. I mean, literally any channel, and none of them would come up. That's the special no channel package. <laughs> That's what I'm like saying. I'm like, what the hell? All the channels say, oh, well, you need to call DirecTV customer service. So I'm like, um, okay. I'm like, did anybody call to make a change? And so they looked back and the last call was a call I had on May 22nd because I've been complaining that they had been overcharging us because they, they kept saying that he had like seven receivers when he only had four. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I don't know. So I go, um, do you have any other new calls after that? They said, no. Right. So why the f- hell just cancel everything? 
<laughs> we and so I get it with somebody else, and they went and I spent an hour, and they were able to send signals, reactivate everything, and I go back into the lock in, and oh look, there's the channel subscription and everything, whatever. Everything was back to where it was, and I asked them, I'm like, okay, so what happened? Uh, we don't know. <laughs> what the hell do you mean you don't know? You just completely like cut off all our service and your explanation is we don't know okay so anyway so i got his tv back on uh so he was at least you know hearing it squinting watching some of it whatever um so uh, uh oh and then to to add uh you know insult to injury my son yesterday oh, got wait, wait. super wait, sick wait, and i wound wait, up wait. having to take him there okay before you before you talk about your son i do want to hear about that what was the first thing he put on? Did he go straight to Fox News or was he like, did he put on sports no, or something? No, no, no. He just uh, picked something in a DVR or whatever. Some, I think he's watching NCIS. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. My, my father doesn't even watch like sports. No, he was like watching some entertaining program like NCIS or something like that. Okay. And then, uh, fine. I, I just wanted to see if he went straight to Fox News or something like no, that. No, no, no. You know, I will say that he puts that shit on sometimes, but. Most of the time that I catch him watching stuff, he's watching like NCIS or, okay. you know, you know, those are decent you know, shows. You yeah, know, like, fine. Uh, you know, um, oh my God, you know, he is the CBS demographic. <laughs> so the CBS demographic I call all the shows on CBS, like Blue Bloods with Tom Selleck or like, okay. I, I, what shows that I've never watched, but I see the commercials and I'm just like, oh my God, this thing is made for like 65 plus. It, yeah. it, it, it got like blue bloods and it, I, I, I don't know that kind of, uh, oh, the Hawaii five Oh remake, uh, thing. And I don't know. Staying and thing and thing. Yeah. 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 It's just, it just looks like they're from the 1980s, except the actors are 40 years older now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and you, you as you're yelling, up, I'm sorry, if CBS could have dredged up McGarrett, you know, mm-hmm. they, they probably would have put him up there. But so but anyway, as you were dealing with your father and everything related to that, what happens to your son? I don't know. Apparently there's some virus going around town. It's affecting kids that Manu was like not feeling well. His stomach was sick. He felt a sore throat and then he just proceeded to vomit and vomit and couldn't eat or ingest anything, not even water. So he had to, uh, uh, the only way to really deal with something like that, we had to get him ER so they could like give him an injectable uh, dose of like Sofran, which is like the anti, you know, anti-nausea, anti-nausea medication. So at least he could hold down water so he wouldn't wind up getting dehydrated and wind up having to go into the damn hospital. All better now? Uh, he was eating tonight and he seems a lot better, yes. But, you know. Just some random virus going around schools. Y- yeah, because when I got to the ER, there was like at least 10 other kids with the same thing. And as a matter of fact, I got there and part of the waiting room was like closed. And I'm like asking, what happened? Oh, they're cleaning up. They're cleaning up because some other kid had vomited in there. Waiting and my son vomited in the waiting room too, but they gave me a little baggie and I was mm-hmm. like prepared. And so I was <laughs> able to, uh, uh, you know, I was able to get it before it got all over the place. 
Okay, that that's nice. Yes, speaking of diseases, I just want to mention, you know, uh, Brandy and I went to the uh, Washington State Democratic Convention last weekend. Uh, we both got COVID exposure notifications in the last few days. Uh, yay, yay! All right! Now, now, I will admit, I have not followed that up with a self-test yet. Uh, but you guys had COVID in the last 60 days. We did have COVID in the last 60 days. I don't have any particular new symptoms yet. Neither does she. Uh, I mean, for completeness, might be worth taking a test. But, you know, uh, it, it, we're, we're not symptomatic at the moment. Uh, but I'll, I'll probably end up taking a test this weekend just to be sure before, like, I go and... It, Anywhere else that I no, 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 you'll take the test, but you know, it's very unlikely that you got it again since you got it in the last 60 days. Now, I I will, I will say I have one lingering symptom that's been hanging on ever since I had, I had my COVID thing, uh, which is a little bit of tinnitus. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now I've always like been one of the ones I'm super sensitive. So like I can, I can hear the electronics when they're plugged in and I can hear the fluorescent light. And I've always been able to do that. Like I've always noticed those things my whole life. I've been sensitive to them, but usually like when you have that sort of high, yeah, the high pitched tone, that's like, okay, that's just a light bulb or whatever. But like, you know, and it would go away when you turn the things off or when you go outside or whatever. But I've noticed like I go outside, I'm still hearing that noise. So I'm like, you know, and, and I, I looked it up. It's not a super common like COVID symptom or long COVID symptom, but it it is one that is out there for some percentage of people. It You get sort of tinnitus kind of symptoms. Uh, oh, for anybody who doesn't know, tinnitus is sort of like a ringing in your ears kind of thing. Um, but, um, and I've heard some people call it tinnitus instead of tinnitus. I don't know. Uh, it's one, one of those words that I, well, read, my, my question I read is, more than I hear. But Well, it, a question is, of course, what is the origin of the word and whether that was like pronounced? I think, is it, is that, I, I believe that that word. Is it maybe, Greek? Is it whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that it's, uh, I, I, I believe that from looking at it, it does have a Greek origin. So I'm going to guess that it may be originally pronounced not. It, yeah, it's from the, the word tonight has come from the Latin. It's Latin is tinide, which means to ring. So, yeah. yes, it actually, uh, if you go back, yeah, it's, it's, they're not that far off and like really. Yeah, I mean, so, we pronounce it tinnitus, but it's yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, it, it and it's sort of it's hanging around. It I notice it most like when I'm trying to go to sleep or something. It, it's not like so bad that it's like disrupting my everyday existence, but it's enough that I notice it regularly, multiple times per day, and I'm like, this is freaking annoying. I I I, I hope it at some point goes away. <laughs> You know, so I mean, it's something that uh, is very common. My father, I know, is dealing with it, but he he's gotten a lot more used to it and just doesn't like notice it as much. And I know my brother, who lost hearing in one ear, had some of that as well because yeah. it left him with some noise in that ear. He just randomly lost a hearing in his ear. No, nobody has been able to figure out why, um, but he just did in the last few years. Uh, but I will say this: that what you mentioned about all the appliances and everything around. Um, I don't know. I, I normally don't notice that. That that's just that that I I don't. It, it's not something that 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 I I, I notice. Uh, but but but, but. Um, 
because usually in like most of our environments that we're normally in, there is a lot of background noise. Yes. Okay. All right. Low level background noise. We have so many things going on. Motors, things, refrigerator motors, music, computers. You know, there's just a lot of things. Okay. You don't really notice it until you go to a, I, I've been to, I don't know, last time you've been into a sound stage, but I, I, you know, a sound studio, like, you know, one of those super quiet, like acoustically, right. like controlled places. I, I've been to a few you know, it's always been like, always like, whoa, you know, that's, that's, you know, really like, so, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that's so, so stunning is like, oh, really? This is what quiet really is. Okay. Right. You know, is that what we're used to normally? This is quiet, you know? And, uh, I, I remember this one time back after we graduated from college that I, I went to Indiana and we went to this house that was in the middle of nowhere out in, uh, you know, outside of West Lafayette that was in the middle of a cornfield and this house really had almost no no modern things okay, okay? Yep. I think of the only thing that was there was running was the refrigerator period mm-hmm. and I remember that when I got to the house the refrigerator sound was like oh my god what the hell it, it just stood out so much because there wasn't uh, be- all the other background noise. Correct. Yes. And, and like you'd hear it come on because, you know, that's not a constant all the time. It like exactly. goes on and off and you it'd be quiet and suddenly. Grrr. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 And so I, 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 I will never forget that when I, when I got to, to that place, but yeah. So. Yeah. The, um, the, the, the noise I'm hearing is the noise I've always associated with like, you know, a power strip is plugged in or something like that. Like I I've always noticed that kind of sound, but I'm always, but I've also, like I said, I'm used to like, Oh, okay. It's, I can identify this is the thing that's causing the sound. And when you turn that off, it goes away. And ever since I had my little 10 days or however long it was uh, with my COVID positive, I've just heard it all the time. Like even like even when I go outside, even when I'm like not near the devices I associate with this thing, and you know, and it's one of those things where it's like, well, maybe I actually was hearing this before, and I'm just noticing it now, maybe, you know, or whatever. But I feel like I feel like there's been a change in how often I notice this before and after. And, and where after it's like much more all the time than it was before, but you know, who knows? And, and like I said, I I've looked it up. It's, it's not a common side effect, but it's been reported and, you know, I don't know if, uh, uh, what, what the pace is. I, I think I've got a regular checkup with my doctor like next week or something. I'll ask her about it, see what she has to say. But like, from what I can tell for tinnitus, most of it, it's just learn to live with it. Um, yep. or it'll go <laughs> yep. away by itself at some point in the future. It's either that, learn to live with it or it goes by itself. Basically, there's not much else you can do. Yeah, it, it's, it goes away by itself or you learn to live with it. I have seen a couple things where people are like, you can sort of counter programming it by listening to certain uh, kinds uh, of noises. Uh, but listen, it's listen, like, blah, blah, blah. Listen, or, uh, don't go like my father who, who, who started buying all these like, uh, 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 Tinnitus beater, tinnitus fighter, tonight. I, I mean, I, I don't know. All these freaking like, you know, 
which we call it home shopping, like TV ad bullshit things that none of them really work. Yeah. And, uh, uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll mention one, one other thing along those lines. Um, you know, for, for, for my son, um, one of the, you know, we, we, we just started taking him again to this, uh, occupational therapy thing once a week that uh, we'd basically, he'd been doing it before uh, COVID, but then they basically weren't doing anything for a while. And then they finally start up, whatever. But basically this is um, uh, most of it's sort of like motion regulation stuff and things like, uh, uh, and here's the thing. My, Mm. My wife thinks that last time he was going to this, it made a difference in sort of how he could handle like, yeah, he, he has a thing where when he, he, he gets mad or upset, he can get physically aggressive, like, you know, throwing things, whatever. And my, my wife thought that going to this thing it helps him control that kind of stuff better. Um, and, you know, fine, because it's like, you know, you, you go and you swing on things and you pull things and you like do all kinds of like physical things to sort of get your energy out and whatever. And my, my take on all of that was always like, OK, that's nice. And I'm not saying it doesn't necessarily work, but how different is this really from just letting them go to the playground and go wild for an hour? You know, it's like a lot of similar things. And, uh, but then this last time we visited, they're like, you know, a lot of the sensory things he talks about, there's this, there's this sound therapy thing that uh, we found you know, works and a lot of people are happy with this. And I, I, I then spent the next hour like Googling this thing and finding out whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And there are a few things. There, there are a handful of studies out there that show like really positive effects for a whole bunch of different conditions. Uh, you know, pe- people with sensory issues, people with PTSD, people with whatever, where you take this, you, you, and this therapy basically consists of listening to this specially prepared thing for like, you know, a few hours over the course of a few weeks or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And as I'm looking at it more, I'm like, okay, first of all, all the studies seem to be associated with the same fucking doctor. Okay. So it's not like they're objective studies being done by independent things. It's like this one guy came up with this idea a couple decades ago and has been working on it and running his own studies on this thing. Okay. Uh, And I'm like, that's setting off alarm. Well, if there's not multiple, like, yeah, yeah. So like, look, studies. Okay. I found a couple that were done by somebody else. Okay. So I, 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 so maybe there's something to it, but it is whole like that. This it, there may be something to something, but not necessarily what this guy is claiming. Okay, this guy okay. is claiming it activates the specific nerve and blah 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 blah. Uh, apparently, a lot of people think it that he's full of shit. Okay, as I did the research, but like if you look at the description on the websites about this, they all call it. Oh, what's the what's the damn phrase? I, I want to get this right. I, I'm not going to get the exact words right, but it was something like algorithmically processed sound to highlight certain frequencies used in the human voice or something like this. And I'm like, this just means they took a fucking equalizer and hit the vocal boost setting. (laughs) Okay. This is like, they're trying to make it sound all fancy, but 
all they're talking about is using a standard equalizer and boosting certain frequencies. And there's no specifics, there's no detail, there's no explanation of the algorithm that you can find anywhere. It's all proprietary. And then I looked up a few other things and you know, here's the bottom line. You know, they want you to go to this you know, thing that your insurance may or may not cover, and they're probably going to charge you a bunch of money for these sessions if your insurance doesn't cover it. Or even if your insurance does cover it, they're going to charge your insurance a crap load. And you basically, as far as I can tell, you go in there and you listen to an hour of a fucking CD. And you do this several times in a row. Well, and they've they've prepared the CD in a specific way, but as far as I can tell, and I and look, I have not spent like days and days on this. I spent like an hour googling, but as far as I can tell, all of this boils down to one thing: calming music calms you down. Well, to... which okay, that's probably true. Like well, if you actually, look, there is a lot of research on the fact that certain types of music. No, no, has... no look, look, this, this, I don't deny. This is absolutely that, that true. Part is absolutely like, true. You, the fact that music can influence your mood is like the whole fucking point of music. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like if you want to get pumped up, you listen to like active music with a beat. Yeah. If you want to calm down, you listen to sort of calm, relaxing music. And, uh, there's actually at the, my, uh, at the science museum here in Miami, Frost Science, they actually have this really cool experiment that shows how your heart rate is actually impacted by different types of music. Yeah, play. yeah, exactly. And as far as I can tell, this whole thing that they want to like give a fancy name and blah, blah, blah is play people calm music. Okay, well, and I, I, like, I, I okay. mean, well, that 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 doesn't seem to be that useful. I, I will say I, that my son I, does like, occupational uh, therapy on a regular basis, but most of the stuff is to help them. It, basically, you accompany them to get used to certain textures and sensitivity by doing certain experiments and having them play in like safe environments instead of them being yeah uh, yeah exposed yeah. to it on a regular basis which that is a good, listen that that works okay yeah look, 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 I, I mean that, that, that my, my whole stuff, my, my whole no, no, thing uh, uh, it, 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 and honestly it's the same as physical therapy right like yeah you can do the exercises at home just fine right. but the fact that you go into an office and do it with somebody make sure that you actually do the shit Correct. you're supposed yes. to do and blah yes. blah, blah like yes. and i'm prime like candidate for that i have messed up met several parts of my body that are still messed up to this day because at a certain point, the physical therapist was like, okay, now go home and do this on your own. And then I never did it again. <laughs> well, look, you know? it, it's so. like what happened with my, my, uh, my shoulder that I went and I had not gotten treated for a while, but I, I, I decided to do that like in the last, the last, uh, six, seven months. And I did the exercises they told me to do while doing the therapy at the same time. And lo and behold, my shoulder hasn't bothered me ever since. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. It, it's just what gets me about some of this stuff is like they, they, in the descriptions are all like, and especially the music stuff, like, okay, fine. Doing the physical stuff in the room, fine. Yes, you could do the same thing on the playground. But like I said, you probably wouldn't. Okay. Right. You know, but like this, the stupid, the music thing, as far as I can tell, to me, this looks like some jackass getting rich because he figured out 
that if you play calming music to people who are agitated in some way or another, it helps them calm down. And so he put a bunch of fancy words around it and charges people a shitload to listen to the specific CDs of calming music that he developed. And that just kind of pisses me off. It's like, okay, fine. Listen, I, I do not dispute that listening to calming music may help people who need to be calmed down. That's probably 100% true. But why do I have to go to a special place with a specially trained person to listen to a special CD for this? Well, I I will tell you maybe like, you know, look, I I just thought this is not the same thing, but I can listen to spa music at home. Okay. Okay. But let me tell you something. (laughs) Going to a spa. Okay. Instead of doing that, I don't know if you've ever been to a spa. To no, no. Listen, let me tell you something. <laughs> One of the most soothing and relaxing things that there is is to actually go to the damn spa. Because it's not just that you play. Yeah, I can play spa music at home. But they have the candles and the aroma. And, uh, and, and you know, the place has this. You know, there, I mean, for you can say anything you want about things like feng shui or whatever, whatnot. But, but, but they, there is certain things about placing placing certain items in a certain way that makes it more soothing and calming for the person. So you have and you entire, get away from the things at home that exactly maybe blah, blah, blah. that yeah. drive you crazy every fucking day. Yes, yes, I, I, I hear you, I hear you. But still, I will say this: that if your fucking insurance <laughs> pays for it. <laughs> Fucking send him over there. What are you? What, you're not gonna. You know, you're not. It's not your dime anyway. And Jeff's fucking money. Listen, Jeff spends like you know what, uh, half a billion dollars on a yacht, or I don't know, or he's in Saint Bart's, like wearing a strange shirt with you know something or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's having his fun with his money. He lets you guys, you know, have some money, health insurance. Take advantage of it. What the hell? He said I'm paying for it. You know. I'm sure he will be perfectly happy with you. I, I am pretty sure that, uh, hey, they have this therapy, and, but Jeff would be like, that sounds like a great idea. We cover it. Sure. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm not, I'm not, I, 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 it's just when, when the specific thing in place, like, boils down to something like, really simple it just sort of it, it, it hits a spot in my ad that's like okay really you need somebody to calm down so you play calm music really so, that's but, what it is really but the, but I, I i i i get that i i i really and i and i truly get that but also at the same time i also get that sometimes we're very dumb about sometimes doing the basic stupid things yeah you're make, absolutely make, make right you are absolutely right I mean, we are fucking dumb. Hey, you're exhausted. You've been working nonstop. How about take a break? How many people go and not do that? And just right. just work themselves to just just down into the ground. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the answer is like as simple. It's just like take a couple of fucking days off. Turn off your stupid computer. Stop looking at it. Well, and even on the calming music example, right? Like. I mean, I know some people do this. I don't have the, like, if, if you tell me, turn everything off, put on your headphones 
and just listen to something for an hour without doing anything else. Just sit there and listen exactly. and pay attention. You, you wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. I would, nope. I would be like the on whole the phone I, or looking yeah, at something well, after five minutes. I'd be like, I, I, I where's my phone? I keep, yeah, where's, where's my, my fucking phone? phone? Where's my fucking phone? exactly or like i have to get up i have to walk i have to like do some laundry while i do this or something you know the idea of just actually like sitting there being calm doing nothing but listening especially for the calm type music right like if if it's like yeah if it's like music with a beat and you can like dance to it for a while or something okay that's yeah you're dancing yeah i know i'm I'm not Okay, but you know, like at least we got Fred Astaire over here. Listen, not not exactly like I'm. I'm really. I'm. I'm I may be a little bit better, but listen, my wife gives <laughs> me shit about my dancing too. You know. Yeah, but you 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 know what I mean though. Like it, especially the calm stuff. Like my body rebels against trying to be that calm. So I, I, would... I will say that I, I actually uh, do that. I do that relatively often. Ah, okay. I, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, I, I, I just pulled up because sometimes, especially while I'm working, I, I, you know, I know it says it's sleep sounds. Wait, wait, there's wait, a, while you are working, so you're not just yeah. doing that. I mean, yeah, you're not and, just and, and, listening to the thing. No, no, no. I, I'm, I'm working. Okay, but no, but sometimes I will go and play that. Uh, sit on my hammock, not look at my phone, just put put on my my, my headphones, just listen to that. Okay. Well, and you, you know, one thing I ha- I have done and, you know, and I, I was reminded of it like, cause we talked about like a certain type of podcast a few weeks ago, but sometimes oh, when I noise. am upset or whatever, like I'll do white noise or brown noise or pink noise or something. And I'll put those on like, especially if, if there's background noises, I'll put on my, like, uh, my, uh, what do you call them? The, the noise canceling headphones yeah. and put on like brown noise or something and try to tune out the rest and just like calm myself down by listening to that. So I guess, yeah. Okay, fine. There you go. But, but I, it is still like, you know, I can't, if you told me to do that for an hour, I would have trouble doing it for an hour. Well, so I guess you, you probably the, the, would the, have to lock me in a therapist's office and say, we're going to play you this music and you are not allowed your phone. You cannot get up. You just sit there for a, well, I will say that the more extended periods that I always did that all the time and put on the noise reduction headphones and not look at anything was, you know, especially when I used to fly on very long yeah. flights, um, instead of looking at a movie or doing that or whatever. And like a lot of people that I see that are just, oh, my God, they will work on their laptop the entire flight. I'm like, fuck this. Put everything away. Well, and th- this, I will this... I will put that on. Yeah, I will. You know, and and I'm not I'm not sometimes I'm not I'm not talking about trying to sleep. I'm just talking about trying to just calm. Just yeah, just just get all this shit out of my head because because we're I mean everybody is like right now everybody has been talking about how it, it, more than ever the fact that that we work from home and that we're doing everything and and life is bled into work and work is bled into life means that we're working all the time. And so it, it makes it very hard for people to, to just do that. Yeah. Okay. And of course what we're talking about sort of starts blending into the concept of meditation as well, which I've never really done, but I know my wife does it every morning. Yeah. And and every morning 
takes, depending on how much time she's got, 15, 20, 30 minutes, five minutes, I mean, whatever, she will, she will do that to start her day. Yeah. See, like, I, it, I don't know. I, I, I have never really tried seriously, but like most of the time, if I put on something like that and I really do not have anything that interrupts me from me, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> you know, so. Okay, well, that's that's not that bad. Too okay, okay. I, I, I think we're done with this but first segment. Yep. We went like 46 minutes. Uh, All right. Let, let us take a break. And when we come back, uh, what do you want to do first? January 6th or Supreme Court Roe versus Wade Dobbs stuff? Here's Let's do January 6th first because you they, they, because it's January newer. 6th was this week. Right. Yep. We, could, we could talk about SCOTUS afterwards, as you already talked about it last week. And that's the yeah. new, well, new well, you thing. know, the, there's, there's been development yeah, since it first Yeah, but January 6th was the more recent. Okay. We will be back after this. Alex and the West. Dot com. Bang Alex and Dad. Gaming videos and more from Alex. Elementary school fight day. YouTube by night. AlexMZilla.com. AlexMZilla is A L E X M X E L A. And dot com is period and then C O M. Okay, and we are back. So I guess what happened this week was uh, there was not supposed to be a session this week. The committee had announced that they were taking a break for a few weeks. Originally, originally they were supposed to be done by the end of June. But they said, hey, we're getting so much new evidence in and people calling us based on what's happened. We, we're going to take a few weeks, figure out what's going on with this new information that's coming in, and we'll be back to you in the middle of July. And we'll have some more hearings then. Um, and so there wasn't anything that was supposed to happen this last week. Uh, but then on Monday, they suddenly said, we're having a hearing tomorrow. There will be a mystery witness. We're not going to tell you who they are today. Um, and they only gave people 24 hours notice. The The committee themselves had scattered to go home to their districts and we're all across the country. And so, you know, they just gave them barely enough time to get on planes and come back. Um, and then the witness turned out to be a, an assistant to Mark Meadows. Um, and let me, uh, let me just bring up her name real quick. Um, it was, um, Cassidy Hutchinson. Yep. Uh, who's like a, a 25 year old, uh, assistant to Mark Meadows. Her office was a few feet from the Oval Office. And basically she was in a position to hear all kinds of things. And so she uh, she gave testimony and she, she, she'd had a couple of recorded things earlier. But apparently like the, the key element and why we had this sudden thing uh, was from what I understand twofold. One, uh, about two weeks ago now or something, she dumped her old lawyer who was a lawyer who was paid for by the Trump folks and got her own lawyer. And apparently the reason she switched over was she decided she wanted to cooperate more fully. Okay. And my dog decides now is a good time to bark. Uh, yeah. 
Well, he's, he's upset about the cooperation. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm going to continue anyway, because I think it's a grocery delivery or whatever. So screw it. Apologies for the barking. Anyway, and that was item number one. She decided she wanted to cooperate more. She switched lawyers. And so she had more to tell than she'd previously told. Um, and two, uh, you know, w- with just number one, it's like, okay, well, fine. Why, why couldn't you just have her speak in July with all the other people where you're delaying because you're getting more information, you know, figure out the big picture, do some stuff in July. And part of it, I think was some of the things that she was saying, the committee decided were explosive enough to get them out right away. But I saw numerous reporters saying part of the calculation also was that, she was afraid for her physical safety oh, and yes, was getting right. threatened and there, and you know, so she did not want to wait, you know, right. and I don't know what they've done. Like, have they put her into like witness protection? Have they like rushed her away somewhere to be safe? Cause apparently, I mean, uh, one of the things that, um, what brought up at the very end of the hearings was that there were threats and they apparently were to her. And it was sort of the, the sort of indistinct, we would really appreciate it if you, you know, we know you'll do the right thing kind of messages from Mark Meadows through an intermediary. Uh, But apparently she was, she was afraid physically. So I don't know if she was getting death threats or other things as well. That has not been specified, but that was apparently part of the calculus as well. Listen, who the hell, right now that has been very public with anything lately has not gotten death threats. I yeah. Mean, seriously. Um, the, the level of like threatening shit that we have heard just about, man, I mean, you can be just about any fucking moron out there right now. Uh, you know, and get threatened, get your life threatened. It, it, it's crazy just for saying anything. Uh, right now, it, it, the the level of like where people have taken just, you know, the aggressiveness to threaten people. It's yeah. just so bonkers, like right now. I mean, part part of the things that we heard the previous week in the hearings were about um, those election workers. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, the, this one woman and her mother who were volunteers doing uh you know, helping with the count and all of this kind of stuff. I, one one of them was a volunteer. The other one actually worked for the organization who did this and had done so for years. And, you know, they were getting all kinds of threats and it, were afraid to leave their house and things like that. Uh, we had the reports uh, e- even going back, you know, before January 6th of um, the the Georgia election coordinators who were, were talking about this and, uh, I mean, the, the, these two uh, who testified were also in Georgia, but yeah, all kinds of people have been getting threats and, and, yeah. and, you know, cause uh, these folks, and it's not all necessarily like, you know, oh, Mark Meadows called someone to say, you know, we're sure you'll do the right thing. You know, a lot of these are flat out, you know, uh, people being having their lives and their family's lives directly threatened with people, you know, leaving notes on their door, sending them internet threats, doing all kinds of stuff. The, um, uh, the, the speaker of the house of the Arizona, um, the Arizona house, uh, also testified to getting these kinds of threats and how it disrupted his family's life and all this kind of stuff. So up and down the chain. So this was definitely a part of it. Um, 
so the the main thing that I, I guess to to boil down her testimony, the main things that she solidified even further than they had been before um, was that Donald Trump very much knew that this crowd was armed. And we, by the way, had more evidence of that than before. We'd known here and there through court filings that there were a few guns found here or there. The specific story she started talking about was how Donald Trump was upset that the number of people at his speech was less than he wanted it to be optically for the, the cameras. And one of the reasons are that they had magnometers, magnetometers, magnetometers, magnetometers uh, at the entrance. Because, of course, the president's there. You're not going to you're going to check people to make sure they don't have weapons. And they were turning away lots of people with weapons. And some of them were knives and other things like that. Uh, but they were turning away people with guns as well. Um, and there had been other reports on the mall of weapons. There was. You know, some guy sitting in a tree with an AR-15. You know, there were there were all kinds of things going on. So they knew there were weapons involved. Now, the degree of weapons, how many there were, open question. That wasn't really stated. But there was definitely knowledge by the security services that there were weapons in the crowd. And he was like, I don't care. They're not here to hurt me. Let them in. Right. And so he knew there was an armed crowd. He knew he wanted to send them at the Capitol. The other part of her story was that he was extremely upset because he wanted to go to the Capitol too. And the Secret Service told him no. Now, there's some dispute about like, did he physically assault the Secret Service or not? Did he turn the wheel? But even the Secret Service folks are saying like, yeah, we we dispute the like, he grabbed the wheel part of the story, but we don't dispute the fact that he was extremely angry, that he wanted to go to the Capitol and we would not let him. And that was upsetting to him and blah, blah, blah. Um, I know there was more detail there, but did I miss anything big? Those were the big parts, right? What did I miss, Yvonne? I think no. I I think you hit the uh, the 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 big things, but I, but I think that you know going back to the first point where you where you were talking about the magnetometers. Okay, you were talking about whether the crowd was armed. It wasn't just it wasn't just that he knew the crowd was armed. It's that it, it, it was his entire knowledge orchestration and attempt to basically direct how that crowd went and did what they did that day. Yeah. And the fact that he wanted to be there firsthand to, 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 to while well, they were doing it. And the fact that there was absolutely no, um, he was basically just encouraging it. And his chief of staff knew about it too. And that yes. this was, or- and, and, and part of one of the, one of the big, Quotes, and this was uh, not the chief of staff, but the the lawyer. What's the lawyer's name? The one Chipolone. that all the captions got wrong. Chip Baloney. Um, Pat Baloney. Yes, <laughs> Pat Baloney. Um, yeah, for those of you who haven't seen, there was a, some reporter did a Twitter thread where they captured all the different ways the automated closed captioning tried to say this guy's name. There's right. like, there's like, 
uh, half a dozen or a dozen different tweets, each of which with four pictures of these. They're pretty funny. Um, anyway, but uh, he he said to her, like, don't let them go to the Capitol. Don't go to the Capitol. If, if we let that happen, we are all going to be charged with every fucking crime under the sun. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, and and by the way, and the Secret Service did not let him go. And we talked a couple weeks ago about Mike Pence and imagine if Mike Pence hadn't done what he'd done and and instead had gone along with this scheme. I mean, the corollary to that now that we know this stuff is what if they'd let Trump go to the Capitol? You know, what if he actually was at the head of the crowd trying to bash into the Capitol or whatever. Like what the fuck kind of chaos would that end have been? You know? Well, it would have made it easier to freaking prosecute him. Well, yeah, but I mean, just on the day of, right? Like it would have been harder to beat back the crowd if the president was among them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in the end, if that's exactly what he did, then, you know, then we would have probably seen really Donald Trump be in freaking in, instead of the guy with the horns on his head sitting at the front of the room and, and right. like doing the little right. dance, it could have been Trump doing that. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Exactly. I know. Uh, so anyway, all of this points to over and over again that the all the people around Donald Trump knew that this was bad, knew that it shouldn't happen, knew that. There were crimes potentially involved. Uh, Donald Trump. I mean, they was knew told, everything. Donald they, Trump was clear. told repeatedly. Donald Trump didn't give a shit. Donald Trump wanted this to happen. Donald Trump, yes. you know, he had gone through uh, trying to do this by um, convincing the state legislators to change. He had tried to get around this by the fake electoral college people. He had tried to convince Mike Pence. Having failed all of those things. He was now going to try the armed mob. Right. And he, as far as I can tell, he was disappointed that it didn't work. That's correct. Uh, you know, people have talked about, there was also a thing with, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, they There were plans in place for who would run this if Mike Pence couldn't. So, like, if they got Mike Pence out of the way, uh, it was Senator Grassley. It was Senator Grassley was going to be Speaker Pro Tem and and take over running the ceremonies. And he was prepared to go along with all the Donald Trump shit. Oh, that's nice. So, or at least that's that part hasn't been proved yet in the in the hearings. That's part of what we've heard before through various you know, not direct witnesses. Um, so yeah, he wanted, he wanted to go in there and forcibly take over the situation and then make it come out the way he wanted. <sighs> well, it, well, so bottom line, the main thing that this, uh, showed was that this, it, it categorically showed that, this was not a mob that uh, just happened. Yeah. That this was planned and coordinated. 
I mean, we had shown the stuff about how the groups like the Oath Keepers and all of those had done their end and they had brought arms and they had done that part of coordination. But what we know now for sure is that they were fully aware of it and that Trump was, it wasn't just a guy that just said a couple of words to get them there. He knew they were armed. He knew where they they were going and he wanted them to do it. And he did everything to direct them to do so. And, and as we've heard, he did nothing to To stop it, to stop it. And he was actually disappointed that they failed. Yeah. I, I think we're beyond that. He did nothing to stop it. He was actively promoting every step of it. He was actively promoting it and was disappointed that they failed. Yeah, and I'll say one one thing. I made myself switch over to Fox News um, in the break they had in the middle of the hearings and afterwards. And one of the things was, first of all, unlike the beginning of this, Fox News, you know, the first primetime thing, they didn't put on at all. Since then, they have been playing these live. They have been doing the gavel-to-gavel coverage of the daytime sessions here. And on this particular occasion, when they came back from it, you could tell all the hosts were kind of stunned. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they were kind of a little bit in a daze. There was a a point that I saw live and I've seen repeated a few times where there was actually a 10 second silence where somebody said something and they were all like, (laughs) they they had no idea. They didn't know what the hell to say now. there There was complete silence. Um, a number of them talked about how um, how devastating this particular testimony was, how bad it was for the president, how whatever they were they were acknowledging that like this was this was stunning testimony that yeah. they had. Um, now, having said that, from I did not turn Fox back on, but from what I've read online, by a few hours later. They had dealt with the fact that this was stunning testimony, not by necessarily immediately flipping sure. to, you know, oh, this this lady's full of shit. It took them a day or so to do that. But they had switched to not talking about it anymore and instead <laughs> talking about Hunter Biden some and talking about the reports that some Democrats uh, don't want uh-huh. Biden to run. Uh, in 2024, because they think he's too old and not with it and blah, blah, blah. And they were talking about all this kind of stuff and they just weren't talking about it at all anymore. Now, by the time we got 24 hours in, we got the Secret Service, uh, a couple people related to the Secret Surface, Surface? Secret Surface? Anyway, saying off the record, um, you know, anonymous sourcing, that thing with Donald Trump grabbing the steering wheel and trying to choke the driver. That didn't happen. Now they said everything else happened. (laughs) Everything else. She said, we're not disputing that at all. He was definitely really upset about not going to the Capitol, et cetera. We're, we're not disputing that, but he didn't actually jump into the front seat, try to take the steering wheel and try to choke the guy. And so as soon as that came out, Fox news exclusively turned to that. That ah, this wi- well, we got, th- hey, we got, we, we got stuff that we could, th- you know, we could deflect to. Yeah. Yeah. You see, he didn't choke him. Right. Yeah. So the, the, it was all then about the witness credibility of that statement, because I mean, to be honest, that was the, 
the most dramatic thing in the two hours was, oh my God, the ch- president trying to jump into the front seat and choke the driver, you know, while taking the wheel. Um, that was dramatic. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I tweeted about that the second it came out. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh my God, blah, 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 blah. And lots of people were shocked reactions to that item. And so if you can insert the, this was, this part was not credible. Of course, it allows you to sort of impugn the credibility of the witness overall. Now, to be clear, to be clear, let's be clear about this today, a number of people not only has this, it, the, 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 it, listen, the denial that we got, it, it, almost all the information shows that the denial is, is a lot of bullshit. Okay. Well, there, there that, are a couple, that, there are a couple things with the denial. Um, both of the people who, for, first of all, the witness never claimed to have seen this herself. Right. She Correct. claimed that somebody else told her that. So you can say hearsay which is fine because she was very clear. She was testifying to the fact that she heard this person describe this incident. She did not see it herself. Now, the person who she says told her this denies not only that it happened, but denies ever telling her this. Uh Um, Now, but him and the other person who was a witness, apparently that, 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 the ones that the witness said were both present when she heard the story. Both of them are very closely associated with Donald Trump, very MAGA, et cetera. And so, and they haven't said this under oath. Apparently both of them testified to the committee earlier, but had said nothing that contradicted this. I kind of, I kind of wonder at the, you know, everything's been so scripted up to this point from the committee. It kind of would surprise me if they let her say this, if they didn't have something else backing it up. Well, but here's the one thing that I, that I heard. Not being contradicted. Here's the other one that I heard today. There, there was a story going around that basically that that story was actually very well known by yeah. everybody at the secret service that, it, it, that so that the, what she was saying is not some something that she made up in any way shape well or and form. again it, everybody it, in the secret it, service it's, it's is talking question. about it but also but also but also yeah. i shared with you a video which i i know you said that you couldn't see very clearly but i think now, to, now, now to, 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 to be clear to, to be clear let me just shows let me let me that you can clarify no no i just want to i want to clarify where it came from there there was a there was a video posted and then i had shared in the commudgeons corner slack a thread of somebody who had taken frames from that video right 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 I, that, and, but I'm, and, not going, I'm not done going a slow motion version done yes. individual frames done whatever and um you know that that purportedly shows donald trump actually doing this lunge okay go ahead now i don't know if i can say clearly that from what this guy did that you can see him do the exact things that were described exactly okay? however However, what you can clearly see in the video is that Donald Trump is in that car, extremely agitated and lunging forward back and forth over and over and over. Okay. And that is extremely clear in the video. See, now, um, yeah, and now I'll, I'll, whether I'll he just choked say, I'll, I'll, them, 
Wait, wait. Whether I'll, he, I'll just, no, I'll, no, 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 no. Wait, I just want to say that wait, it's wait. extremely clear to you. I watched that video over and over and over and couldn't see more than moving blobs. I couldn't Listen, swear to, to what it was. Anybody that has fucking knows how a car works and how this shit looks, that is the only thing that that motion that kept showing up back and forth is in there. He was in the back of the limo. You can clearly see that he is, you know, that somebody is moving back and forth very very agitated. What you can't determine from that is whether he grabbed somebody to choke him and he was trying to grab the damn wheel, the SUV. But that, 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 listen, that based on, but, but look at all everything that we know. We know that a lot of people, the Secret Service, have been talking about the story the entire year. We know that when he was at the White House, he was lunging shit, yes. throwing it and saying and demanding and yelling that they take him over there. Well, Why the, the hell wouldn't have he been lunging yeah, agitated the, inside the, the, the vehicle? The, this is the thing, too, by the way. The article about the whole Secret Service had been talking about it, etc. And the Secret Service themselves saying, we are only disputing these particular details. Right. Right. The, the, the only two things they are disputing were he grabbed the wheel and he tried to choke the driver. That's Correct. it. Every everything else in the story, they're like, yeah, we're not disputing that. Sorry. Right. Like like so ev apparently the thing that was going around the Secret Service all the time was he was ex exceptionally agitated. He didn't want to go. He was very upset. He he reacted in a typical Donald Trump way. Um, they're only disputing those couple little details. So one of right. the things, you know, like, and uh, honestly, yes, those details make it more vivid. Okay. Grabbing yes. the wheel, choking the guy, but they don't change the fundamentals of the situation at all. Right. Exactly. They don't change the fundamentals that a very agitated Trump was inside that car, basically saying, take me the fuck over there. Yeah, he wanted to be there leading the charge. Yep. So, um, I, I, I think that um, that is why they went ahead with letting her say it because number one, she clearly said that she heard this. Yeah, she didn't, you know. And I think that all the evidence around it clearly shows that it's highly likely that something very close to what she described happened. Right. Even if some of the details may be off now. And, of and maybe some of the details were exaggerated slightly, but the overall thing seems whatever. Now, I w again, I wonder in terms of the committee deciding to let her say those details, because they've been so careful up to this point. They could have easily had, you know, had her testify to the fact that they heard he was very agitated without saying he jumped over and got the steering wheel and tried to choke the guy, which by the way, one of the things that just amusing, the most recent leak out of the secret service is the reason he couldn't do that is he's too fat. He could I not know. possibly have done it. Uh, yeah. Is, but anyway, um, this is what we're down to now. Now we're down to like, Oh, he's too fat. But I wonder if this is another one of those situations where they do have specified proof that is more elaborate than this. And they're letting people go out there and go on the record of saying it's not true right. to just say, well, here, here's the video or whatever. Um, now, the, the video that everybody's been dissecting, by the way, was played at the hearing this week. It's just the whole thing's like three seconds long. 
I mean, there's a long well, right. The, the video that part... they showed, right. The vi- the video that they showed at the hearing was more just him after he finished getting in the car and being driven away. No, they did they, not show right. I they mean, did I show those. They did show those couple seconds. They only went. They, it's just they showed it once and it went by really fast. No, but it all was the, like all but... all the analysis we have seen subsequently was of the video they showed in the hearing, just with people isolating well, the relevant parts. The video that I shared today was several minutes long of the car just sitting there, okay? Not just... Okay, I don't know if you saw the one that I shared. I did, I did, I did. The one you shared... The one you shared was... The one you shared was the source material for the one in the thread I exactly. shared. Exactly. And he posted it in a second video. And but the one at the hearing that I recall seeing was a sh- much shortened version. They didn't just show... No, two they, minutes of like no, Trump no, no. just being there at the limo. You, you are correct. They did not show the full two minutes. However, they did. Part of what they showed at the hearing was the two seconds that everybody's been going back and forth about. That was well. The thing is that I, 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 I was. I think I, I because because I, I could was be wrong. At that, I, admit, I could be wrong because I, I was. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't actually focusing on those two seconds. I, I basically just pulled the video and just was trying to see what was going on. In the limo, okay, and it, it's just it's it, it, it. Well, there's a couple of things. Number one is the fact that um, they they he, it was just I, I was just looking at a distance to see if you could tell whether he was agitated or not. Right. And Jesus, he was beyond agitated. It it, it was just you, you could just uh, see that. But the other part was that the one of the agents that was disputing that this happened didn't seem to be there as well. Well, the, 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 the one guy who apparently told her this, uh, was not there and didn't say he was the other person who she says was present when he told her the story was apparently one of the agents in the vehicle and the driver, the third relevant person has not yet been identified as to which individual was mm. driving. Oh. Um, well, uh, but anyway, okay, so I, I think, anyway. you, you know, the, the point though, is that that particular dispute of facts is a tiny little portion of the picture that doesn't really change the whole story at all. However, like again, I wonder like, does the committee have, definitive proof that these people who are saying it's not true are going to catch themselves in a lie or what. Um, Cause also the, the other dynamic you see here, and this is applied to people Meadows himself denied some of the things she said, uh, you know, but all of these scenarios are like, she's saying it there under oath. These other people are just tweeting or whatever. You know, the, the, you know, and repeatedly the committee has responded to this. Um, her lawyers have responded to this by saying, okay, that's great. Come in here and say that under oath. Right. And I want to I want to get them deposed. I, I want, oh, not, a, not just under oath. I want to, I want that. I want to get that guy in a deposition. I want to you know, let, okay. You, 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 you want to, you want to talk this? Let's get you. Let, let's depose you. Let's see and, how and this by goes. The, and by the way, the Secret Service and the Secret Service agents involved have all said they are willing to do so. So it's a question of okay, does that actually happen? When does that happen? Blah blah blah. And exactly what are they willing? You know, what do they say then? Um, the big question is uh, 
How do you say his name? Chickenelli? Chicken, chicken, chicken. Chipoloni. The Chinese chicken. Anyway. Mr. Uh, Baloney. Yes, Mr. Baloney. Uh, anyway, he's he's the one they apparently most want to talk right now. They just subpoenaed him. They've been pressuring him to please come in, please come in, please come in. Um, the thing is, they, you know, we have seen that they can't make him come in. You know, if he decides to stonewall and not do it, he can run out the clock easily. And even, you know, and even the ones that the DOJ is doing contempt of Congress on, you know, that process is going to take well past the next elections. Uh, so it's, you know, whether he comes in or not, that that's really his choice. The committee's not going to make him. Like they can give him a subpoena, but we've shown like people can defy those. And, you know, you and I have talked a lot about like where the fuck is inherent contempt, but, you know, it's, they're not doing that apparently. So, um, you know, will he come in? If he does, there might be quite a lot to hear out of that. Um, But, you know, we'll see, but we got a lot without him, you know? And it sounds like the committee is getting all kinds of other people on the record and is going to take the next couple of weeks to collect a lot more information. And then we're going to have some more hearings and they've indicated that, you know, they don't know when they're done, you know, and I wouldn't be surprised, you know, every, everyone expects the Democrats to lose the house in the election. Although who knows the dynamics may change based on what we'll talk about in the next segment. The the dynamics may look, the dynamics are changing. Let's be clear. We don't know yet what it's going to be to know. In November, well, let, the let, dynamics let, changing. The dynamics are changing. That, let, that's, yeah. that's we'll we'll talk more about that in the next segment. In any case, um, you know, the expectation is that they're basically time limited. They, ha- you know, if, if the Republicans take over the House, then these guys are done. This committee right. is over. Come January third, so whatever right. they're going to do, they've got a few months left to do it. Um, but you know, what they've done so far is devastating. You see yeah. a lot, a lot of people. Um, uh, and I've seen a, a parade of like Republican attorney generals and such from, you know, previous administrations, uh, coming and talking about how devastating this is and how they, at this point, you know, they, they never thought that DOJ had anything to go after Trump on directly, but now they do. Now right. they're like, the, you know, and you know, you've got lots of people saying, how can DOJ not do anything at this point? Right. Like, like, of course, DOJ has to consider, like, not only do they have the evidence, but do they think they can actually get a conviction? And is this good for the country? Blah, blah, blah. But at this point, with this much damning evidence, wouldn't it be worse for the country not to do it, not to indict Donald Trump on all kinds of things related to January 6th? Now, the counter argument is like, yeah, but what if you indict him and then he gets acquitted? Is that even worse? And do you take that gamble? And, you know, I feel like you got to try, you know, but, um, but obviously that's part of the calculation DOJ has to do. Um, and they seem to still be doing their sort of slow, deliberate work from the bottom up thing. And will they get to Trump's inner circle? Will they get to Trump? I don't know. Garland's being really tight-lipped about it and very, very deliberate, very slow about it. And look, I I agree. Like, this is one of those things, like, if you go after the king, you best not miss kind of things. 
you know? So like if they are going to indict Donald Trump, they better have every little detail locked up in, 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 in a way that you cannot assault. Um, and that's, I mean, that's the, the, the whole thing in New York with the, with uh, the, the, the faking the taxes and insurance stuff and deciding not to go after that. I mean, officially that investigation is still ongoing, but you know, from everything we heard in that reporting, it was basically like, look, yes, there's tons of evidence of this. We're pretty sure he's guilty, but are we sure we can get a conviction? We're not a hundred percent sure. Cause we can't a hundred percent prove his mindset and his motive. And that's critical in these particular uh, prosecutions. So without that, we're not going forward. And there may be similar things uh, at play here. Cause again, you know, and, and, as much as everybody is really anxious to like, you know, go get him, go get him. You know, if you're going to do it, you damn well better be sure you've do, you're doing it right. And you've got everything you need. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Are, are, are we done with J six for now? Yep. Okay. Uh, we are going to take another break. And then I guess we'll we'll talk about abortion and the Supreme Court and everything related to that and how it affects politics, uh, as Yvonne was uh, discussing a few seconds ago. Okay, uh, I, I'm going to keep the mic on, Yvonne, because this is another Abel Dream. This is Abel Dream 3. It is a really short one. So here you go. There was another dream, but as soon as I was up, I could not remember anything, but I remember <laughs> there was one, and that was it was interesting and a little bit goofy and wacky, but I can't even remember really broad details. I'm trying <laughs> but failing. Bye. That was a little okay. I believe. Wow. You know, but- all right. Well, that cleared it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one was a little anticlimactic. I, I, I think, you know, subsequently at some point I decided like, look, if I really can't remember anything, I'm not going to, you know, whatever. But like sometimes I start out saying I don't really remember and then I start remembering as I go through. So we'll see. Now, also, this was a pretty short. So far when we've done this, we've had relatively short ones. The longest one of these dreams so far is like seven minutes, 30 seconds or something. If that ever comes up randomly, I don't know. I might have to like speed double it or something. I don't know. Because like eight minutes is a long fucking time for what it does. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So um, last week I recorded essentially right after this happened. uh, You know, I talked a little bit about the ruling itself and the number of states that were, you know, automatically laws were kicking in and all that. And, and I basically just pivoted into my general despair about, you know, how, how much negative effects I yelled at the people who didn't vote for Hillary in 2016. Um, I talked about how, you know, there are a lot of long-term things that are going to take, you know, potentially a really long time just to get back to where we were. Uh, You know, how, you know, if we, if the Democrats do lose the house or the Senate, um, what kind of things may happen then? And, you know, the, the general trends being in a bad direction, I was basically a complete downer 
last week on every possible negative aspect of this and the worst case scenarios and all that. Um, and so Yvonne, like what, you know, there's probably a little bit, I, I begged last week for the more optimistic take of like, what are, what are the silver linings and what are the places where we do see opportunities to improve things? So maybe, maybe talk about that a little bit, Yvonne. Well, I I mean, silver linings related to what exactly are we talking about? The SCOTUS decisions in general, or are we talking about Roe v. Wade? I mean, um, because. Well, let's start out with just Dobbs and then we can expand out (gasps) some of the other SCOTUS stuff later if we need to. I think the biggest problem with this whole decision to, to be, it's just what it shows is that this court, especially on certain specific issues, um, will just make up whatever bullshit argument in order to justify their decision. Because the... <laughs> I mean, the the Dobbs decision legal reasoning was a joke. I mean, it basically negates the history of the Constitution when it was written and the interpretation it has received for a long time. And just, I mean, just any jurisprudence in the modern era, basically. I mean, it was an ideological decision, not a constitutional one. Uh it's one that basically says that what that if the rights aren't written in the constitution we don't have them even though there's an amendment that says that that actually says that flat out which was the main reason why the Roe v Wade, what are the <laughs> reasonings behind the Roe v Wade decision and the fact that they said that it was you know they they, they made this argument that it was like completely wrong from the beginning i'm like so you don't think that that people have, you know, the the rights have to be written in the Constitution or for people to have them. But but then you see many of their other decisions. And what you see is that they were being intellectually dishonest in writing this decision just because they ideologically wanted this decision. Well, yeah, you know, and that's the problem with it. I, I think that's not the only problem. Uh, well, what, but, well, I think that's the main problem with it. It's just that they decided what they wanted to do, period, and fuck whatever the hell ever happened or interpretation about the Constitution. We're just going to ignore it. And we're going to make up our own history, by the way, because that's a lot of part of what they did. Well, y- y- here's the thing. I, I mean, and I think this is one of the things that people... Both sides have been guilty about this, where you you have sort of backwards motivation, where you pick the result you want, and you then figure out an argument that will get you there. And you know, people try to portray the court as like coming from these pure legalistic perspectives and coming up with results, but I think that's never really been the reality because in well, almost nobody, not not a hundred percent, you're right. No, because in, in almost all these cases, like and you know. There's always good arguments. That, well, good. There are always arguments on both sides that you can construct the legal stuff around. But the it, it look. I, I'm not 
I'm not disagreeing with you. That, yeah, here, like, no, but here's the difference. Here, here's the difference. Here's the difference with some of them. Okay. The thing is that in this case, what you did is do something that had never been done in this country. That was to take away uh, the rights of people. Okay. And then to add to that is to use the argument that they used for. And I think that that's an unprecedented combination because yes, there have been cases sometimes where, uh, and I will say, look, the, one of the decisions on the affordable care act where they came down to it and used the justification, but the justification didn't have precedent. It wasn't, it wasn't out of the blue. Maybe people didn't originally think about it in that way, but there was solid legal reasoning behind that, that you could look through history as to why that was that way. Okay. Even if you disagreed with it, there, there was a good legal justification in this case. I mean, and it, and you know, they used it to maintain a right that had been granted to people, which was a right to be able, you know, they, they gave people rights around healthcare. Again, this was done to take away people's rights. This is something that had never been done. Ever. Well, and, and, and look, I mean. And I'm just, what the fuck? Well, I've, I, you know, when we've been talking about SCOTUS going back all the way to 2016, or at least till Donald Trump's first SCOTUS appointments, I've said, look, this has been the prog the single project yep. of the evangelical right for 50 for, years, for almost 50 years. The, the, yeah. I actually saw a number of things uh, where people were talking about the history um, where for the first few years after Roe, like even the evangelicals were like, yeah, this is fine. There was a certain point where they decided that it was politically advantageous to go after the abortion issue. And then everything changed. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, th this has been the project. So like everything in terms of how they've been picking judges, when they've pick been picking judges, what the what the strategy was at all levels of the court, not just SCOTUS, has been centered around this and one or two other issues. Uh, this was probably the number one issue. Number two was various things about weakening just weakening the strength of the federal government relative to the states and weakening the ability of the government to regulate and well, things and that, like that. And that's always been, I mean, that that is an issue. I, I think that that's where, um, look, since the inception of the United States and since this constitution has been in place, uh, the, the, the biggest argument between people has been the powers that the federal government have versus the states. Uh, and so that is an argument that has preceded us all and has been as long as the Republic has existed. Uh, and one of the biggest arguments by people, forget about politics, just in, in general about the rights that the federal government has is that the rights of the federal government as, as, as originally written were lip were very limited and that the, and that, that they have turned expansive over time 
Okay. Um, for many reasons, you know, and, but, but the thing is that the, the things that the framers put in that the federal government does with time also, um, they have made it that the federal government became more expansive. And so the, the one thing, for example, interstate commerce, okay. And the fact that they, they settle the disputes between states, okay. Those things, okay, as commerce and business has become inter-global, hell, man, you know, shit, right now we can't do something that doesn't affect the, you know, right now we have a problem that one chip factory goes down in China and it, like, has a ripple effect through everything. So it's very similar to what happens inside the United States where, you know, 200 years ago, states were far more, less interconnected, but now... We're so connected that interstate commerce, when that was put in, interferes with so many things in our lives, okay? And so, therefore, that's why those powers have become more expansive in a certain way. Um, And, you know, the fact about disputes between states and other things. So, for example, when we're talking about clean air, right? Well, we're talking about clean air. One of the things about fucking air, water, and those disputes is that, hell, you know, air, you know, doesn't just stay in a state in a bubble like in a plastic bubble it moves through states and so does water and so those those other things so that's why uh, you know these things have become more expansive but at the same time the fact that the federal government gets more expansive creates certain disputes as to like okay hell okay you can mo- you so say you can regulate pollution itself right but you can't tell but where do you go and cross the line from regulating the pollution created to telling a state that you can't you can't have a certain type of energy plant okay now and that's and that's a dispute where where you're jumping from one thing to another right and it goes back to you see that dispute i don't have as many issues with that dispute in terms of uh, 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 in terms of what is the power of the federal government to state, well, well, look, I, the, I really think that there are a lot of legitimate, <laughs> legitimate, you know, arguments about that 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 go. Okay, I, I didn't mean I didn't mean to get off the abortion issue to the other stuff right now. But um, but go on, but 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 I I but, but I say that, but but no, but but this is relevant. The reason I brought it up is because that has been an argument that's been going on. This when they're going about. Row and the way they went about it, it's just so. I, I see people conflating these, and it isn't. It's not. I I see those disputes as legitimate, and I see what they did with this as just completely trampling over the Constitution itself and everything else in order to just get their fucking outcome. And and, and that's I think the big difference that I see in this. Well, of of course, the the you know, and I'm I'm not defending the other side, but of course, the other side thinks that this whole right to privacy stuff was made up out of whole cloth and is not something that there was any history of. But and that's so- bullshit. And that, that I mean, fuck, man. You know what? When the fucking framers put in the Fourth Amendment, the right <laughs> to not fuck for God's sakes. Oh, that doesn't mean privacy. The right to defend yourself against unreasonable search and seizure. Oh, there's no right to privacy. What the fuck does that mean then when you're talking about the Fourth Amendment? What the hell's the matter with them? There's no right to privacy. Hell, 
hell. When they wrote the goddamn Ninth Amendment and they said hell. We may not list them here, but you have more rights than what's listed here. And they say there's no right to privacy. Man, those fucking people just love to tell themselves bullshit, okay, to make themselves believe it or try to make themselves believe it in order to do their shit. That's just nonsense. I, I, that, that's the one that really gets to me, okay? Because it's very clear that's what they wanted when, they, when the Constitution was written. They didn't want you to be in your home and them to come in and fucking do whatever they wanted without any proper legal justification. That they just couldn't do what the fuck they wanted with you. Because that's what the British used to do back then. I mean, it's exactly what the hell was happening. They would go in and they would, I mean, hell, you were suspected to be a fucking, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, you were a suspected rebel. Fuck, we could do whatever the fuck we wanted with you. Whatever we wanted with you. You could not have any privacy at all. You were a subject of the, qu of the queen, the king. Fuck you. We do whatever we want with you. And the fact that they go and they make that disingenuous argument, what a bunch of shit. I mean, oh, it doesn't say privacy in the fucking thing. What the fuck else does it mean, you asshole? <laughs> so, anyway. I, I, I'm just, I, it's just, I'm sorry, Sam. It's just that these people that say that shit, I mean, I don't know how they fucking live with themselves, you know, when they say this bullshit. I mean, wh what else do they lie themselves about in order to get their own, the fucking outcome that they want? So, you know, Aside from uh, uh, moving on from the decisions themselves, you know, they've happened. Uh, I talked a little bit last week about all of the states that had sort of automatic things kicking in. Uh, some of those are, of course, now going to court. Um, wh what I, I think that one of the things I'm looking at right now is how quickly people are seeing the actual effects of this. Because one of the themes I've noticed over the last week is I've seen on a number of different forum, um, for I, whatever, at Forums. conservative type people saying, it, it, basically not understanding what has actually happened. Like I've seen people say things like, they don't understand what actually happened. Well, well, let me let me describe some examples. Like, for instance, I saw a comment on one message board earlier today of somebody saying, "Well, this is good. I mean, no, this is this doesn't touch anything from before viability. This is just, just this the late term abortions, and, and and everybody agrees that the the ones before viability are fine, and this doesn't touch that." What the fuck are these people? That yes, it stupid? does. I, I've I've heard uh, other people saying, "Well, yeah, but this 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 has nothing to do with like you know the 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 health cares for um, you know eptopic eptopic pre pregnancies or this or that or this." Where in fact, yes, there are already all kinds of doctors holding back on. Uh, treatments for these conditions because I mean, hell, even I've even seen some reports of people uh, not prescribing certain kinds of psychological medications for com conditions completely unrelated for pregnancy because a potential side effect is miscarriage. 
you know, um, for people who aren't pregnant, but who are of the age where they might become pregnant. So they're worried about it. Um, there are people who are saying that are completely are, are saying, yeah, but you know, it leaves it up to the States, but the States all, they'll all do reasonable things. Or, you know, when talked about sort of, you know, this, nobody's actually going to go, go after people who are crossing straight state lines and things like that. Whereas there are a number of States that are already talking about it. Right. You know, they may or may not succeed, but that's another issue. But like, I've seen all kinds of sort of quote unquote pro-life people who say they think that this is a good decision that quite clearly don't actually know what the impact is. And when you ask some of these people to describe what they think a reasonable state of being is, it's actually what we had before under Casey, which is basically, you know, original row was trimesters. Casey updated that to basically be before and after viability. And like a lot of these people who think that they're, this is great and whatever, it seems like, they were actually fine with Casey how it was. They just didn't understand what it was and are being surprised by the degree to which states are actually clamping things down. So I guess you're stating this fact not because you're surprised i i, I assume or, or i am really not surprised? shocked by this no but i but just watching it and i'm not saying everybody is confused this way but i've seen a lot of people who are you know and and are just like cuz we we've talked so many times about the low in information voters who don't understand the underlying thing they just understand that somebody's been banging the drums about how roe is evil for 50 years and we mm-hmm. got to save the babies. And that's that's the entirety of the level of understanding. And those people we are... We got to stop the people that are pro-abortion. Yeah. And, and, and look, you know, there are a lot of people who know all the details and are not going to be surprised by anything uh, on both sides. But there is this, like, great uninformed mass in the middle. Uh, and I, I include some people on the left, too, who are just like, wait, what's happening? What? Where did this come from? Because they haven't been paying attention and are, are just, they've got, you know, heads spinning and people, you know, it's going to take a little while before we, hell, it's going to take a while till we really understand how play, things play out every, everywhere anyway. I mentioned there are new lawsuits coming up. There are people trying to figure out, well, okay, Supreme Court did this on a national level. What do state constitutions have to say about this? You know, and new things are going to the court. Some of these, um, uh, whatever they call legacy laws, like the laws that date back to the 1800s that are just, boom, they're back on the books. Like there there are people going to court saying, well, you know, we've got various precedents in the past that really old laws that haven't been enforced in a long time sort of are de de facto invalid. So this should be in the same category. If the state wants to do something about this, they need to pass a new law. They can't go back to this like 1832 law or whatever uh, that hasn't been enforced in over 50 years. Um, You've got other people uh, trying to dispute in various other ways. You've, I mentioned the sort of 
uh, well, what about people leaving one state to go to another and laws that try to do that? Those are all going to go into lawsuits again. Uh, but of course, the, a lot of abortion providers are going into complete defensive mode that says, like, until some of this stuff is settled in court, we can't do shit because we don't know how vulnerable our people are going to be. Um, and so we'll see, I, I, you know, it's going to be a mess for a long time as the state by state situation plays out as new, as states try to pass new laws, uh, of various sorts. Um, and you know, some of them are going to be like, you know, okay, well, let's just codify, let's just codify the old viability rule. Some of them are going to put it a little earlier at 15 weeks. Some of them are going to try to go all the way back to zero. It's going to, it's going to depend on the state and how aggressive they are about this cross. I think that's the one thing be- that where, where, you know, you've got, you know, certain states that are talking about s- some extremely draconian measures. Uh, I mean, prosecuting like people that travel to seek abortions, prosecuting, you know, trying to, uh, hell, even outlaw uh, the sale of uh, Plan B, uh, yeah. you know, meds, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff, which is just, I mean, they're, they're, they're just, it's just crazy shit. And, well. and meanwhile, you have all kinds of states now taking up legislation to be excessively aggressive on these things, right. to make to to make it illegal to help someone cross the border to right. go get treatment uh, in a place where it's still legal, uh, to go after the mail order stuff, to be uh, more restrictive on um, uh, 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 on on every possible aspect about this. And you have some of them that are starting to say openly, you know, how Justice Thomas said, uh, we open, uh, you know, I would like you to come after us to reconsider cases related to gay marriage or birth control or other things. And they're like, sure, let's go. We're going to try that and see what happens and take it to court. And they may or may not have the votes for some of those things on SCOTUS right now. But there are a lot of states that are sure as hell going to try. I just, uh, but the one thing is that, as usual, a lot of people uh, do some of these things without not without looking at the ramifications of it or even understanding what the hell they asked for. And, and that's one thing that you're definitely um, demonstrating with some of the stuff, with the stupid basic misunderstandings that these people have on some of the most basic elements of this. They just don't and, even understand what the fuck they did. And one of the things I worry about in terms of that sort of the sort of low information folks is, you know, even, even with this kind of stuff, a bunch of them won't actually still care or figure it out until it's them who's yeah, affected them. directly. Exactly. Yep. That that that's the way it works with these people. Uh, unfortunately that is absolutely the way it works with these people. <laughs> yeah. Until it's them, then they're like, oh wait. It was like, well, it was some of the same shit as the people uh that wanted the repeal of Obamacare. Right. And not realizing, and then no, but that we don't have Obamacare. We have whatever it was called, like in some, you know how they called uh, Kentucky they called it Cares the, or Kentucky whatever. Care or whatever. And I'm like, that's not Obamacare. I'm like, oh yes, it is, you moron. Yeah. Um. 
on the on the politics side, I think there there are two aspects of this to talk about. Um, one you'd mentioned, you know, sort of is is it affecting dynamics of like November? Um, and on that, it's still really too early to tell. It's really um, too early to tell. The the five thirty eight generic ballot has moved 03 percent in the direction of the Democrats since this ruling, which is whatever. It's nothing whatever. yet. It's too nothing. early. We can't tell. Um, there have been something. There were a string of things showing Democrats in the lead the first couple days, but then there have been some Republican leading ones since then. It's too early to tell effects on that. Similarly, there have been a few polls on individual races that showed big moves towards the Democrats. Uh, specifically, I believe the Georgia governor and senator race showed some big moves in a poll that was released uh, a couple days ago. But it's one poll. It's right. early. Early. We don't know if there's going to, you know, so it's still really too early to see what's going to happen with those kinds of things. But clearly it changes the conversation, or at least it could change the conversation dramatically. And which brings us to the other part of this is, well, how have Democrats been reacting to this? And I started to talk about this last week, but there's more that's happened with it since then, is that a lot of people have been really frustrated that a lot of the Democratic leadership, including specifically uh, Biden, Pelosi, Schumer started out with just saying, "Welp, the main thing you can do is vote. And until right. then, we got nothing. Yep. Um, whereas there are other people saying you should be aggressively trying to do all sorts of things. And yep. I've seen the argument that even if it fails, even if everything you try to do gets thrown out by the courts or, you know, otherwise runs into a brick wall, at least fucking show us you're trying. And I, I mentioned last week, I'm a, I, I'm, I've, I've got mixed feelings about that. On the one hand, yes, I realize that ultimately, given the way our system of government works, there is nothing that Joe Biden can sign that undoes this. And a lot of people seem shocked by this, but sorry, that's how it works. And also the Congress can't pass a fucking thing as long as you've got the filibuster in place and you still don't got enough Democrats to say they, to override that. And listen, and I, I got really angry with somebody that I regularly listened to, to, to uh, uh, th this last week uh, that did this, um, usually a pretty level-headed but just said something what that i considered idiotic in it where where he said that well democrats haven't codified this you know in part and you know not because they're you know and they and they have used this as a fundraising tool and i'm just like get the fuck out of here i mean democrats the only opportunity in the last what since since jesus I saw Since someone Carter was president. The only time that they had a filibuster proof majority uh, was that brief period. They got the ACA. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but I, I, I saw someone pull the stats that the house has passed a codification for Roe all but one session in like the last 30 years or some such, but it's failed in the Senate every time. Yeah. You know, 
Uh, it's, it's not that. Yeah. I mean, even, even when you talk about that period, when you passed the ACA, you still had a bunch of pro-life Democrats at that point in time, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So and, even and though it was that, 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 even though it was the ACA, remember it, ACA passed through the skin of its teeth. Yes. Yes. Um, so well, look, saying that is extremely disingenuous. I, I, I'm just like, I mean, I I hear that saying, and I'm like, look, either you're being, you know, you're being dumb, or you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I'm well, and, and look, the argument that people make is that okay, even if you know it's going to fail, like the Congress should be trying to pass these laws every freaking week in all kinds of different ways, do something for protecting the life of the mother, do something for rape and incest, do something for this, do something at 10 weeks, do something at 15 weeks, do something at 30 and make the Republicans go on the record, even if it's not going to get passed. And I've also seen people say, you know, Biden should be issuing executive orders left and right, even if they're going to end up being thrown out in court. He should be like, setting up abortion clinics on uh, federal land, even even if it uh, violates the what you call it amendment that says you can't use federal money for abortions. You know, just do all this stuff and dare the courts to stop him, basically, or or have the vote and make the Republicans go on record. And on the one hand, I want them to play that kind of hardball. But at the same time, I recognize at least one of the counter arguments is that Generally speaking, the press coverage to all of that kind of stuff, like just let's take the congressional stuff for a moment. Whenever the Democrats get more than, you know, they pass something in the House and they get the 50 votes in the Senate, but they don't get enough Republican votes to break the filibuster. The coverage of that is not Republicans blocked the bill to do X. The coverage of that is Democrats failed to pass. That's how it ends up in the press. Right. And so if you do that, like I know the what the effect you want to get out there is, damn it, the Democrats are doing everything they possibly can. They are fighting, goddammit. But the actual impression that gets left is Democrats can't do shit. Well, and listen, the same thing with the executive it, it, orders. It, it, if, well, if, listen, if, 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 if Biden does something by executive order and immediately gets it shut down by the courts, it just looks like he can't do anything. It doesn't, I, I know they want to get the, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, but that, and I want them to try and fight like that. But the reality is every time I've seen them try to do stuff like that, the actual press conference is, oh, look, a bunch of losers trying and failing again. And I, 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 you're a hundred percent right. And not just that, that then you get, uh, all, all these people as well. They're saying, well, uh, Biden shouldn't run again because he's not getting anything done. And well, we're going to put our guy who's really going to get it done. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. What, what's, what's, what's he bringing? Pixie dust magic. What, 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 you know? What 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 is it? What are they? Well, what are they gonna do? And, and also, like, I I I don't want to spend too much time going back to the 2016 thing thing again. But peace, people also don't get the time effects and the delayed reactions on this. Like, if you'd put 
if Bernie Sanders was president right now instead of Biden, he couldn't do jack shit different about this because everything that is happening with Roe versus Wade and Dobbs and all this stuff, that was set in motion like three years ago. Yep. You know, there's nothing. Five. Whatever, you know, well, I was thinking about when it is particularly, whatever, you know, the point is it all like you had the Supreme Court justices in place. You, you, as soon as he got the Supreme Court justices, as soon as this case was in motion, you know, this was going to happen. We had the empty SCOTUS seat. It was crucial to win that election. And those fucking people went and like oh hillary is just as bad as trump fuck them for eternity (laughs) yeah um and and this is the thing too that people don't seem to get at least a lot of people don't seem to get and it's part of the frustration right is like they're like what we we voted blue last time and this still happens. So why should we bother next time? Because you fucking morons don't understand the delayed effect of the decisions that you make. Because they they are so fucking blind and stupid. I I, I, I just I, I it just I mean it, it the other day I, I I keep having sometimes you know look I I get it. There's a lot of information and a lot to dig through and I. I I really think that one of the the biggest problems that we have with people understanding why things happen a certain way is delayed delayed effects from a certain action. Yeah. Okay. And how people just don't cannot follow a trail in that way. Yeah. How the, the fact that n- something that happens today, the real like if somebody makes a policy change today, like hell, even like the infrastructure bill that was mm-hmm. passed. Right. It's, you're not going to see the real effects of that, or at least most of them for almost a decade. Right. Right. You know? Exactly. And, and so you could be like, well, we passed that infrastructure bill last happened. year. Nothing I haven't happened. seen Jack, you know? Well, right. No, you know, no. it takes a, takes a fucking long time to build a goddamn bridge or Listen, whatever. Even like, for example, the ACA that everybody was, was, was bitching about the effects of the ACA took years to start years. Um, and, 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 and for a lot of people, I would say for my family specifically, they were life-changing because there were a lot of extremely positive effects. But it took years for them to happen. And and that's the and that's and that's the problem that you have with these voters. Well, we voted blue and they still taste CODIS. And I'm like, listen, you motherfucker, you needed to have voted blue in 2016 and 2020, because the problem is that your vote in 2016 got us this now six years later. And if you don't fucking understand it, well, you know. And, and, and also, Shit. of course, the way our system works, like <coughs> a, extra blue votes in California and New York mean jack. Mean jack shit. You mean know, you shit. need you need blue votes in specific places in specific in, in, in swing congressional districts and in swing states. Yep. Like if you if you are sitting there fat and happy in a highly blue congressional district, then you know, yeah, I, I'm glad you're voting blue too but you're not the one who's going to make a difference, you know? Right. Yeah. And so, and 
so many i mean it's like did they stop teaching american government and how it works at some point uh yes ah damn it um like i realize I, I yeah I, I come back to th- there's there's a couple of tweets that I'm gonna read I'm not gonna say who they're by because uh, there's there's no need for that I decided not to reply on Twitter but I'll mention it here and I mentioned it on our Slack earlier the first tweet had someone say both Thomas and Alito are mid seventies the next three elections could balance oh, the court back fuck. to a five four swinging court Jesus motivating motivating voters should be the highest priority. But cosplay leftists are doing the opposite, and a lot of Dems are cheering them on. And this, and look, I admit I'm a bit pessimistic, but you still got to go out and vote, okay? But but there was a reply to that because th- this basically says, "Hey, keep voting blue, and the next couple of Supreme Court justices, we can move this back." Um, and the reply from somebody was, "Hey, um, do you have a version of this plan that doesn't involve a bunch of millennials already hitting menopause?" already hitting menopause by the time they get their reproductive rights back. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I know where you're coming from. I'm sorry. However, that train left in 2016. You know, we are now at a point where, yes, it in, in order to get the court back to a liberalish court, you are going to have to consistently have a Democratic president and a Democratic Senate, Senate every time one of the conservatives fucking dies for the next couple decades. And if you don't, then you may get more, you know, more, more conservatives. And, you know, and, and the Democrats damn well better not be like norms if they ever get a situation where the you got another Republican president and a Democratic Senate. You, you got to play the same game the the Republicans did and not let them fill that fucking seat. You know, because <sighs> I'm sorry, that train has left the station, too. Yep. Uh, and and yeah, we, we uh, you know, I said this last week. I know I'm being repetitive. We we are in a situation where it very, very likely will take decades just to get us back to where we were at the end of the Obama administration. Oh yeah. Four years of Donald Trump was that damaging. Oh yeah. And and if, and if we do end up with a Republican Congress in 2022, let a fucking loan. If we get Donald Trump or even DeSantis back in 2024, then that timeline gets extended even further. Right. You know, so yeah, is it enough to go out and vote? No, you probably have to do more than just go out and vote. But the but that's a bare minimum. Yeah, if you care about these issues, if you think some of this stuff is going the wrong way, you're 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 getting out of it with with decades of fighting for this shit to get it back. Right. Um. And I and and. You know, I know some people are already starting talking like civil war and shit, but believe me, that's worse. As far as I know, you know, you look at any country in the world that has fallen into civil war over internal divisions. That is not something you want to wish for. Like that's not going to get you to a happy place. Yeah, no, not, 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 not even. I, I, it's just, I, I, no, it, 
it's just very exhausting to hear the same morons complaining about the situation that by their uh, lack of foresight caused it. Yeah. And, and look, you, you mentioned and just briefly, cause we're over time, but you mentioned some of the other cases uh, with SCOTUS. Um, and I know like on a, on a lot of these, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, th- there was the EPA case and regulation there. There were, there was a, a gun control case. There were a bunch of other cases that all went against the liberal direction and you can sort of rank them in terms of how, how sort of fake the arguments are versus sort of them being real legitimate arguments. But the bottom line is in all of these cases, you know, None of these were none of the cases that liberals are like really, really upset about were like nine zero cases. Right. There are argue there are good arguments on. Well, again, they, they, I don't want to necessarily use the word towards good. the conservative position. They but, lean towards but again. A, but, but, but the, yeah. the thing the thing is, though, you know, really, we are in a situation where. It, the this. The Supreme Court is political. The Supreme Court agreed, is agreed. people pushing their viewpoint of how the country is and finding the right arguments in order to support that. And that's both sides. You come into it thinking of how you want the world to be, and you figure out the arguments that support that. And I'm sorry, that that's the reality of how things it how things really are. I don't know that the the platonic ideal of a truly neutral Supreme court has ever existed, but we're certainly not there now. Um, and so I, I think you, you have to think about it that way. And you have to think about some of the results, like for instance, on the, on sort of the, the, the EPA cases and, and they didn't go as far as they could have on that one. Um, but one of the underlying arguments is that you can't, have some have Congress give something that's a very vague instruction to the agencies and have the agencies make up all the details, especially when they're sort of diverging a little bit from the original intent the mandate. Right. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is though, our reality is also at this point, they're, they're twofold. Even if it was within the original mandate, there's the question of if you don't let the experts at the agencies figure out the details there's no fucking way congress can do that even a functional congress but 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 but, but okay and, and and so and so then you get now i, I think uh, look, let alone our current congress which is dysfunctional in anything well i but but i think that look it's like everything and it's where the boundaries of this are which will be pushed again with regulations and other uh, and other things like that the you know look i, I think that You see, for example, the thing that it said, it wasn't so much that they couldn't write the regulations to to do that. It was what they could regulate, okay? Because the biggest argument was about regulating specifically, let's say, uh, which, which, by the way, the the whole thing about this, the, the, the one thing that's more disturbing to people wasn't so much the ruling itself. It, it, it went back to um, the fact that this case had not been, it, th- this regulation wasn't even in effect. Right. That was the thing that I think really threw a lot of people more and like, what the hell? 
Yeah, and the, and like I said, they didn't go as far as they could have as well because there's a there's the can't the, the EPA was regulating pollutants and it's the classification of carbon dioxide as a pollutant and then therefore doing X Y Z as opposed to the specific regulations. Like a lot of the there are a lot of folks on the conservative side that are pushing for an interpretation of the Constitution that says you cannot let agencies regulate details at all. It has to be passed by the Congress as law or you can't do it. Right. Um, and they did not choose they to did not do go that, that far. Time. They did not. They go did that not. Far, no. um, but there's clearly there's going to be more <laughs> push in that direction. But they they did uh, in, in a number of areas um, just to uh, rattle off a few that have happened. You know, they they they've weakened the Miranda uh, warnings. They've, uh, weakened the ability of states to do their own regulations on guns. They've weakened well, what by the, the EPA way, but, can but do. again, but again, in a lot of those, here's the one thing about it. it the, the, the thing is, it, it, oh, the Supreme court eliminated the right of states to regulate guns. And they said, no, no, they they, no, they they didn't. They they, they, they didn't do they, that. But that's what a lot of headlines put down, which just frustrates. Well, and and th th like, this is a problem we've talked about before as well. Like you know, yeah, this again goes to the low information. But even the medium information at this point, headlines are almost always at this point oversimplified clickbait. Yeah, that is just after that people drives me crazy. And like, if you read like some of these headlines are just atrocious. You read the article, it's actually fine, but the explanation of the subtleties is in the fourth paragraph. And if right. you only read the headline, and sometimes sometimes the really important details are like on the 12th paragraph to be honest. Yes, but I know. like but like if you only read the headline, you come away with an incorrect perception of what's going on. Uh, you have to read the freaking article and you oftentimes have to, you have to read the whole to, damn thing. Sometimes you have to read the whole damn thing. Yes. Because you they're know, all, it, because, because their clicks are so like important right now for this, that it, yeah, it, it's yeah. It's just Cause like you said, the, the headline will say, you know, um, Supreme court rules that States can't regulate guns, but then you read it and it's like, Oh, they've actually just, They've limited the ways in which they can regulate, but they haven't taken it away completely. Now, you may still disagree with that, and I think I probably do in that particular case. Uh, but but they didn't not... eliminate. Yeah, they, they, yes, they, they. It wasn't that they eliminated. You know, they they eliminated them. No. They they constrained. Now, I I still think they're bad constraints, but. Again, it's the initial headline is misleading. You have to dig into the details, and of course, the it, activists on all site on all sides are this same thing feeds into them, right? Like if you're trying to motivate your base, and you're mm -hmm. trying to motivate the low information voters, you can't say, "Well, let me spend ten minutes to you explaining all the subtleties of this situation." Listen, there are it, it's. And I think that's the one thing. It's just so frustrating to do anything intelligent right now because of the situation, Sam. I mean, it's just there, there isn't. I mean, you think about it. Um, it's this whole thing like with inflation, right? I mean, look, <laughs> 
in order to properly explain what the fuck is going on with inflation, I mean, it's just such a lengthy explanation. Nobody wants to hear it. Yeah. No, nobody will hear it. You know, the other day, I they, they want the one black. sentence summary that reinforces what they already think. Yeah, it's Biden's fault. That's, you know, uh, it, it's like, uh, you know, or even, you know, Biden goes, it's like, uh, you know, it's Putin's oil increase. And I'm like, oh, God, you know, I, I hate all. It's of not. It. Yeah, it, that's a not. factor amongst many. There others. is a factor. It's definitely a factor. There's no doubt about it. But it's that's that's not everything. No, it's not. You know, um, and I, I just I, I, I hate this. I, I hate this level of just discussion on complex subjects that just it, it can't you can't do it this way. You can't. You can't explain to somebody why the hell we have the inflation we got right now based on a soundbite. Right. And, you know, I've said before, too, like, you know, in terms of democratic messaging, et cetera, they can't be all wonky on the details. They have to appeal to emotion. But part of appealing to emotion is saying these things that I'm not, I'm not going to say they're lies, but you have to when you when you're going after people's emotions and hooking their emotions by definition you're simplifying things and getting their attention with some sort of hook and all sides are guilty of this because we're in an environment where you almost have to be to influence anybody and it's and you know i i would love to live in a world where the way you influence somebody i mean I am immediately thinking of Ross Perot and his charts and his one hour infomercials, right? Uh not, not to say Ross Perot is the 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 big Yeah, no, child no, 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 uh, no. But, but I would love to live into in a world where like if you're gonna discuss an issue with the voters, you do like a two hour seminar on policy and go into all the intricacies and stuff like that. But nobody's gonna watch that shit. Hell, I'm not gonna watch that shit. Well, you know, only psychopaths like me watch it. I watched the other day uh the head of the European uh, central bank, the head, you know, of our central bank, uh Powell. Uh, oh God! This guy, the head of the uh, 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 central bank of the United Kingdom, and this guy who I'd never heard of before, who's the head of the, uh, oh some uh, international settlements. I, I never heard okay. of that. I, I, I I'd heard of the organization. I never heard of the guy. Okay, one and a half hour discussion on all these subjects. Right? Okay, you know from all these people. Um from a global perspective and, and you know one of the explainers to people especially like you know uh explaining on you know because one of the simple things that republicans have thrown out there well you see the stimulus where they gave all the people all the money to the uh, to all those people that's why we have inflation and you know you pull out the chart well you know there's global inflation, and if you look at the stimulus that the rest of the world did, contrary to the U.S., it was so little that there is no data to back that up at all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who the hell wants to, uh, a 15-minute discussion on that? You know, only like a whole bunch of, only me, who apparently, in order to drink my coffee in the morning, this is the kind of bullshit I entertain myself with. <laughs>
Ah, okay. Are we done, Yvonne? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, hey, everybody. You've made it to nearly the end of another Curmudgeon's Corner. Uh, as usual, at the end, we're going to do a couple things. One is tell you to go to our website, curmudgeons-corner.com. You're going to tell people to go fuck themselves. I haven't been here for a while, but no, that's not part of what we do at the end. No, we, we try not to be antagonistic to our listeners. Oh, so we're not in the business of like just beating up our customers. Right. Oh, okay. Never yeah. mind. That's a, that's that's another line of work. Okay. Yes. Yes. Some people do pay for that, but it's true. <laughs> but but we listen. We haven't figured out how to make money on white noise. We haven't figured out how to be money on you know by being nice to people. We definitely are not get away with making money by beating up our customers. Yes. We're not I'll, anywhere near there yet. Although I will add, like on our Patreon, I'm about to tell you about like, and you know, hey. $5 a month or more, we will insult you on every episode. If you choose, yes, we'll do <laughs> there that. You, there you go. I mean, you, I'll, I'll, I'll tell me what you want me to say. I'll, I'll rip you to shreds. <laughs> anyway, you can go to our, you can go to our website, curmudgeons-corner.com. You can find our email, our Facebook, our Twitter. Um, what else? I don't know. All, all the ways to contact us are on there. Um, and as I mentioned, our Patreon is there too. Oh, and our archives. You can listen to all the old shows. Um, but our Patreon is there. Uh, and at um, and various levels, we'll send you a mug, a postcard. We'll mention you on the show. As I just said, we will insult you on the show sure. for $5 a month or more. Yeah. Um, and at $2 a month or more, or if you just ask us nicely through any of the other ways of talking to us, we will... We'll insult them if they ask us nicely? Yeah. Sure. No, we will invite you to our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack, uh, where, and look, if you email us, you can ask to be on the Slack. You can give us feedback on the things we've said. You can say where we're wrong, where we're, where you agree with us. You can request topics for us to talk about, all that kind of stuff. But if you ask nicely or give us the $2 a month or more on the Patreon, we will invite you to our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack, where Yvonne and I and some of our listeners are chatting throughout the week, sharing links, talking about the news, blah, 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 blah. And um, definitely a lot of that. A lot of blah. So Yvonne, uh, since, since we're running late, let's not do a top three. What is the single most interesting thing on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack this last week that we have not talked about on the show? Just okay, one. Well, just one. Just one. Okay. Well, it's 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 one of the latest ones. Mark Zuckerberg, we're turning up the heat at Meta, so employees will quit. I mean, isn't that how motivational? Of course, I didn't read through the headline to see if this is just fucking clickbait, but that was well, uh, yeah. The, the the details were uh, basically they're upping the standards and upping the pace. And he's saying that, hey, if you don't like it, you should probably leave. Uh, I think it's somewhat similar to what you said about um, your other favorite, Elon Musk, a few weeks ago, uh, telling telling people that you know if they didn't like working in the office, they needed to leave. We're well, really. I, I heard today that they were tr they were having people being tracked, and they're getting notifications. Hey, you know, where have you been? Yeah, I think in both these cases, it sounds like uh, they're hunkering down for potential recession, et cetera, and reducing hiring. And they basically just want to increase the attrition rate because if they don't get natural attrition, they're going to end up with layoffs. 
<laughs> I think that's what's going on here. I mean, basically, he's like, they they overhired, they mis mispredicted what was going to be happening over the next couple years, and uh, are are anticipating having to reduce the number of people employed by these companies, and they their strategy for not having to do it as layoffs later is just make it a miserable fucking place to work. So people quit first. Sounds incredible. Sounds, sounds fantastic. Where do I sign up? (laughs) Uh, yeah. Okay. I think that's it. Hey, uh, everybody, uh, have a safe week. Have a good week. Have uh, uh, like, I don't know if I'll get this out before uh, July 4th or not. Probably not, you know, but whatever. I've been slow lately. Uh, But uh, if I get, if it happens to be before July 4th, have a happy holiday. Enjoy your fireworks. Don't blow off any limbs. Don't be stupid trying to do it yourself. Watch a professional show somewhere. Uh, If it's after July 4th, when you listen to this, hope you were safe and didn't blow off any limbs and had a good time on July 4th. Yeah, that, you know, look, it, it, you say that, and I've had family of mine that have has done that on. Yeah, I think you mentioned that a couple years ago. Lost an eye, lost. Yeah, so yeah, th- this is bad. Be safe, please. Yes. Okay, everybody, we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye.